Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. Was the first 25 minutes of the Lifetime television network premiere of Beaches from like five years ago. Wait, what? They right. remade Beaches, but right. with Lifetime okay. TV so, stars? You know, they've done Beaches like regional productions of Beaches. You know, one was a Sh- Shoshana Bean and whoever else. I going to say Shoshana Beaches. Shoshana Beaches. <laughs> Wait a minute. They made heard, it into a musical? Yeah. Where which, was I? I don't know. This I, this might have been in Chicago. Like, obviously, she's really good because she's Shoshana Bean and yeah. she's got that voice. And then they did another production, which I think Alicia Humphreys was in. Uh-huh. I'm guessing that was probably good, too. I mean, they're both great singers. Voices. So then they did the Lifetime version of Beaches, not a non-musical, okay. just like a, a Just a recreation redo, right? of this movie. With Nia Long. Who's that? You don't know who Nia Long is? No. I'll Google, Google. while you keep talking. And Adina Menzel. Now, Adina Menzel plays Bette Midler, now, which already- I cannot... I would, honest to God, if I was the Barbara Hershey character in this, be like, you know what? I don't even have cancer. Just kill me. <laughs> Just, oh, okay. So Neil Long. I and see it's, you. I, instead of taking place when it, you know, obviously. The time period. Right. Uh-huh. So like the kids are like in their 80s in Coney Island or whatever. Which already you're just like, I don't give a shit. Already I've tuned, yeah, I've tapped out. Right. And there's no better kid actor than Maya Bialik playing Bette Midler. I'm sorry, Hands yes. Hands down, the best. Blossom is the she gold standard. the fucking best. Yes. Um, Lainey Kazan is her mom. Like, all of it. You can't was, fix it. Like the, don't... the magic was there. Exactly. So I'm watching this. <laughs> the redux and speeches. I know this fucking movie, like, left and right. And I'm already like, this sucks and we're just at the credits of course. <laughs> she hasn't even said anything patrick right. and i'm like motherfucker so and then it doesn't play take place in new york it takes place in los angeles already i'm done right so why did you start down this path because it popped up on like my hulu or something i'm like what I you don't know this. me hulu and then and then uh i know i I know I skipped over it when it first came out. So then I was like, I'll give it a whirl. And then I just kept forward, like fast forwarding. I'm like, let's get to like their version of O Industry or (laughs) nothing was like, nothing was, nothing was funny. Of course not. Nothing was good. I didn't even want to watch her die. I didn't even care. I didn't even care enough to watch her die. That's what I'm saying is that at that point, I I, I would have just started with the death and gone from there. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, nobody has ever looked at Adina Menzel and be like, you know who's a laugh riot? You know who's the funniest person? I mean, you're going from Bette Midler to Adina Menzel. Great. Powerhouses in their own right. Very They're different. not the same. They are not. That is not a, st- it's not a lateral change. No. No. That You know who would have been brilliant, though, if you were going to do that? Aaron McGuire. Okay. Okay. As, as. As uh, Blossom. <laughs> No, you could have played the Barbara Hershey part. Oh, oh so boring. You give me Natalie Joy Johnson as the Bette Midler part. I mean, she basically is. Yes, right? she is. That's true. That would Okay, be that's very good casting. Wonderful choices, I'm sure. Uh-huh. And then like, you know. Heart. Right? Yes. And she's like, yeah, put me in a wheelchair, spin me around the stage. <laughs> as that's, she that's does in her show. That's basically what she does on Tuesdays. Right, right. I mean. I mean, but this thing, I was like, this is like, <laughs> this is like when someone gives you like that handshake where it's like. Shaking hands with a dead salmon. Oh, I know that shake. They don't squeeze back. And you're oh, like, I know. I yeah, I can't. I don't want to. I need. I don't need for you to grip me and squeeze like you have all of the the toxic masculinity from five generations in your hand. Shake. No, I don't need you to do that. But I do need some resistance. I need some teeth in it. You know, I need some uh, some grip. Yes. <laughs> you are. Correct. Yes. All furthermore, Uh-oh. one of our listeners from my childhood growing up, oh, uh-huh. Cassie Knoll. Oh. Do you remember? I don't, but yes, you, I I'm sure you shout do. out to Cassie. She um, was one of my oldest friends from kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Came into town yesterday. We grabbed drinks with her and her 
wonderful husband. And we caught up like it was me, Marcus, and her husband. And we were just, it was like the shit the both of us can remember, like verbatim. That's amazing. From grade school, the recall. The stuff that's going to go through your head on your deathbed. It's like, this is, I cannot. And she, we had this whole, you know, um, when she was asking me if I was gay and I had to shut her down oh. because, you know, and we kind of talked about this um, last night. And she remembers it like almost verbatim. And I only remember my portion of it, of course, because it's when you're caught. But it's seen through your perspective. So it's like Charlie Brown's teacher. Yes. But I only remember like I was caught in something and I just remember like, shut it down, shut it down, shut it down, shut yeah, it down. Yeah. And then you started shitting yourself and you haven't stopped. Right. Uh-huh. And then she gives her perspective and I was like, oh. What was her perspective? Like all the time. She she didn't think she did anything wrong. And then when she tried to make it right, because I had been grown up to um, put this so far out of my brain and to protect my secret for so long that then she was like, you know, what, what's the, uh, what's the uh, um, Scientologist suppressive person? Oh, you're an SP. Yeah. She's an SP. Right. Like I had to like, <laughs> oh, if she knows something, then I have to- Kill her. Push her away. Uh-huh, uh-huh. One of my oldest friends. It's amazing what trauma or um, this does to you. Oh, and yeah. For, and really messes up your relationships because had it been, I mean, it could have been a wonderful thing where she could have like helped me and ushered me through whatever I was going through and like, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. saved me from like probably more years of- Everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And instead, it was fight or flight, and I chose to. Flight? (laughs) And you got on a Spirit Airlines flight out of there. It was just, it was just interesting. And then, like, we both had childhood bullies, and we're like, we're we're kind of joking about it. We're like, these are like, we think about it now, just losers, like loser kids. We're like coming at us. We're like, who the fuck are you? I know, but in the kid kingdom, it felt like a very big thing. It it did. And for whatever, this is why I hate kids, but like these. Oh, I have a lot of reasons. Yeah. But like, I, she was talking about her, this girl that bullied her. And I was like, I can't talk about someone who should not be bullying anybody was this girl because it was like, oh, she was like, I, I don't know. I didn't really know anybody liked her to begin with. So how is this person? A well, bully? let me tell you what, though. Girl bullies. They it's like it's the difference of I said of like if somebody's staring at you in like a restaurant and then a kid is staring at you or you're like, that kid is going to find my ultimate weakness and expose it to the world. Mm-hmm. Women fight similarly. <laughs> this is like fourth grade. Doesn't fourth make grade. a difference. It is bred into the gender. And that I, I, I defy anybody to tell me anything different. Women, we fight dirty. We fight the long game and we fight dark. What we did take away was that both of our parents, my parents are obviously older than hers, but they had this perspective in uh, the school environment. There was a large group of younger moms who were so like into like the PTA and being the the basketball mom and this and that, that, that. And my mom at this point, she's like, you know. <laughs> she's like, I just put him in front of the TV on <laughs> Dynasty Night. And she's like, I have now have eight kids. Yeah. I have aging parents. He orders his own pizza. I've already been to this fucking school 10 years ago with what's his name. I'm here every damn day. I don't yeah. fucking care, you know, and couldn't possibly be bothered with what those people, even if they didn't like my mom, my mom probably could have cared less. less. Yeah. Which is kind of strange because like, it's a, it's a weird thing. Cause I also didn't really care. I didn't really care about the, I already knew that I didn't like those types of parents anyway, because they're like, <laughs> what are you all doing here? Don't you have like a job or something? What are you all hanging out at school for? All you have to do is make brownies all day. My God. But those parents always looked at, I think our parents is like, well. Deadbeats? That, or just like, you know, less than. And it's like, less than, you guys are fucking busybodies. And yeah. I'm like, and in this town, it's like, who the fuck cares? In this in this Oak Park, Illinois, <laughs> Town, who are like, you keeping up with? Seriously, I'm like, what the fuck? This isn't like, you know, it's not bouncing off the walls with, you know, riches and whatever. Oh, my God. All that being said is that you had a wonderful catch up with your friend. Oh, my God. It was just, it's just, we were like, it was like walking down our childhood. Oh, what you love. I mean, you're such a, a savant with facts and details of oh, things gone by. She was like, I, I was like, I 
She Dude, matched you bit for bit. She was so good. Cassie was saying that we had this teacher who, in second grade, she, I didn't really care for her so much, but, and I guess in retrospect, I probably should have. She was a kind of tall, and she wore like pencils and th- like. Oh, I would think like you'd a, like her. Like a tight skirt yes. and like a loose blouse and long red nails. And she didn't have like this long hair and she kind of talked to you like this. That was your teacher's voice? Slightly seductive, but then also like really bitchy. Oh. And then she like talked to you and then she like grazed her nails on your back. No! I'm like, like, didn't you ever think that was What is this, Mary Kay Latorno High? She's like, we never had that. I'm like, I did. (laughs) She's like, I remember the one time that she wouldn't let me go to the bathroom and then I pissed myself. Whoa. and And Mark's like- well, that's, you know, whatever. And I said, the bathroom is literally in the school classroom. So oh, so you, you didn't even have to leave the actual space. Right. So she wasn't even allowed to push her chair out to turn around and go to the bathroom. And, and then Marcus was like, wait a minute. So if you are having horrible diarrhea as a child, everyone in the classroom can hear it and Which smell no it. Which no doubt you did. Oh, right. yeah, absolutely. It's, it's the bathroom too. that's too close to the dining room in <laughs> yes. the Chipotle. Yep. Yep, yep. I yep, always, yep. there is a diner in, in town that we enjoy, but there are booths. Like they wanted to utilize every inch of space of this place. And there are two booths on either side of a single person bathroom, which is the most offensive. Cause it's not like you can go out and be like, Kevin, am I right? That guy behind me, what you're about to smell did not come out of me, but that guy, no, you're in there alone, son. You fly solo. They need to have some like super powered exhaust. I don't understand. There needs to be like a running fan or like Metallica playing <laughs> something. Who's in the bathroom today? ACDC. Well, uh, it's a gig. Yeah. Eh, the I money's got a card payment. <laughs> What's Guns N' Roses doing here? They're playing the bathroom yeah. two to four. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Tim Gunn. And I'm Barbara Hershey. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> and we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar on the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? years old after that laugh bit but guess what you'll be older today too because we're giving i don't know how this segue even works but i'm doing it anyway we're bringing you the advice articles of ann landers and dear abby we're uh listening to them laugh for about six six to eight uncomfortable minutes and then we are giving you more quality comedy content so what are you waiting for follow us on your social medias at dear pot official on your insta your twitter your face you can check out our website dearpodofficial.com binge every last sexy ass episode Please but do. we prefer you do it on itunes the apple podcasts where you can listen rate review subscribe push us all the way up the charts just keep pushing harder Email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at dearpodofficial. If you send us an advice question, we may answer it right here on we, the air. You may right. be that lucky individual that gets your information through. Lucky you. Yucky. You know, lucky, lucky, lucky you. Do you know who else is lucky? Patreon lucky, lucky subscribers. High. So check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash dearpodofficial, where for a mere 3 or $5 a month, you can become a subscriber and get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week. I say this so much on every, through episode after episode, I give you the rundown of the things that you're supposed to do so much that now I feel like I'm giving you those really relaxed, you know, like the gentle hills in a roller coaster right before it rips your skin off your yes, face. I like that. Speaking of roller coasters, did I tell you about American Dream? What? <gasps> How have I not told you about this? What? American there Dream? is a place, a magical place, dear Patty. Yes. It's a never-ending story of American Dream. So you know how there's the Mall of America? Yes. We have... The Mall of America on the East Coast that has taken it, like, 
of course it's in Secaucus. So Secaucus looks at the Mall of America and they're like, we see you, Mall of America. And we raise you five indoor experiences. So it's a mall, but also within this massive mall, and it's huge, like an eyesore from the street. Big mall, so you can shop there, do whatever you got to do. You want to go to a, a water park? It's in there, full-size water park. You want to go to an amusement park? It's in there, full-size amusement park and an exterior Ferris wheel. Do you want to go skiing? There is a ski resort inside. It is an indoor. What is this, the Truman Show? Ski- it's not far off. It really isn't. And then you go to the edge of the ski resort and you touch the walls and you realize you've been living a lie. There's a skating rink, um, like restaurants for days. It's nuts. What the? F- this must be the. What this sounds enormous. It's huge. And it's open year round. Uh yeah. As far as I know, I don't know if it's open on Christmas. Who wants to go to a water park when it's winter out? Uh, me right here. I, I've already said this to young James. I was like, look, I know I'm a 13-year-old boy, but can I have my birthday in the water park in American Dream? I flipped out. I can't believe I didn't tell you this. So we go there safely on a Monday, the Jules Day off, and it's like middle of the day, noonish. And I think that's safe because I'm like, what kids are going to be here? Answer? Kids are still going to be there. I don't know what parent is like, you know what? You've been back at school for two weeks, Timmy. Get your stuff. We're taking a day off. We're going to American Dream. We're going to go to the American Dream water park. So when you walk around, you see all the big chunky things, the water park and whatever. We go into the amusement park. Well, you can walk around the amusement park and you can sort of a la carte it. So if you don't have to like buy, you can buy a ticket to ride all the rides. Or if you just want to ride one ride, you can do that. Now, I am a roller coaster junkie. There are three roller, four, four roller coasters in there. Look at, I had to hold up the fingers. No, I saw To spell it. Thank you. There is a roller coaster. And I said to young James, it's like noon on a Monday, which is also a weird thing. I was like, let's, uh, let's go on a roller coaster at noon on a Monday in September or in October. And so, yes, it was in August, because this was a couple weeks ago. Um. We buy a ticket. I convince him to do it because at first he looks at it. He's like, oh, I don't know. I think I have a heart condition now. And I don't, I shit myself when I breathe the wrong way. And I don't know if I'm going to be okay on this roller coaster. And then I just looked at him and he was like, all right, I'll go. <laughs> Real pushover. I love my Julesy. So we go on this roller coaster and it, it's indoors. So you think, well, like how intense can it really be? You can see the whole track there, or so I thought. Mm-hmm. But because there's four other coasters, it was masking this really intense roller coaster. So it starts off, you know, all gentle. Oh, isn't this fun? We're going over little bumps. It turns a corner. It takes off like a shot. And I'm talking G-forces. It pinned us to the back of the seats. And I was like, oh, no. Ah! Ah! And, then, and then the reality of like, oh, fuck. Like, what did I get myself into? And it goes ah, da, 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 all over, like loops, barrels, every, and, and you're like, you're like passing a TJ Maxx and, you know, a, a Victoria's Secret. And you're just like, ah! This the last part of it, because it's like, there was actually two people in front of us, if you could believe it. So it's like a four-seater across, mm-hmm. but like four different rows. And then it goes around a corner. It flips backwards. 90 degrees and it starts climbing up a hill so it's basically bringing you on your back straight up to the ceiling of the resort of the resort american dream mall experience so now i'm you're going up and you're looking at the ceiling it's like fizzy lifting drinks and and the fans just getting closer and then it goes it crests this the top of it and then it just stops there and so now You're hanging, looking down 40, 50 feet to your inevitable death. Sure. And it hangs out there for a minute because the thing starts to do this. It starts to sway just a little bit because of just weight. It's just the weight. That's what they do. They stop you there and the weight settles. And then you just sort of hang out there looking down at the Dippin' Dots, the Victoria's Secret. (sighs) So I have questions. Mm-hmm. So when you're at a normal park, 
no one is you're not like zipping past like this sharper image so you, there's no fear <laughs> of like, someone throwing a slurpee at you while you're going at this speed oh uh, yeah like no one's gonna be like that pigeon that hit fabio in the face no you don't have to worry about like nature interfering with your ride just again just children children yes exactly see i don't understand that well so that's why you go on a monday at noon where there are only children that are being homeschooled. And then what if you have like PTSD and you're one of those, you're just trying to, you know, shop. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden out of your peripheral, you just see something coming at you with this force. Well, then American like, Dream, ah! this is not the mall for you. Uh, well, it doesn't it's seem like the mall for me. No, oh, but this is the mall for you. Trust me. I just said that. I know, but though. you don't have the PTSD. You have to see this mall. We are going here. So that when it releases. I don't even like Costco. Uh, well, yeah, true. But if we go on like an off time, do you have a Monday morning available? I don't think so. <laughs> but it's so huge that there's no way that it can ever be full. So it doesn't ever feel full. How do they make money off this thing? Oh, my God. Hand over fist. How do you know? They had our $20 full? to get on that ride. Yes. Well, how much does a ride cost to run? Probably not that much. <laughs> Well, I, if you saw the it's guy pushed. who was running it, if you saw the guy, he's like... Uh, was it like the rides at Coney Island when it's like, all right, and he kickstarts it? It's the Disney rides where it's like, Jumbo, everybody, my name is Nick. If you can please check your chest press seats and, and make sure that you're locked in because I don't have the energy to come around and test it. But I trust you, smart American <laughs> tourists, to be able to take safety and your life into your own hands. Now, please test your waist. Test the waist strip. Is it good? Do you have room in it? Good enough. Make waist straps great again. (laughs) Bigger again. (laughs) Also, like whenever you did those rides at Coney Island and they have the kid that comes by and checks the, what do you call them? It's it's like the bar. It's like your waist bar. yeah. Yeah. They always just like put their hands under the bar a little bit. I'm like, did you really feel that? You didn't even pull at that. This thing could come right up. See, if I were to do that, I would like grab the bar like in between the guy's leg. Oh! <laughs> What's he going to do? He can't get out of the bar. Oh, sorry. Check your waist balls. I mean bar. Uh, sir, I'm sorry. You can't oh, bring it. You have to put that off to the side. Yeah. It's going to come loose. And... Yeah, you can't bring that bat in here. Oh, yeah. It's not a bat. Oh, oh. call me after Fuck Coney yeah. Island. You like that? You like that? You want me to adjust your seat? You oh, like racers. Fuck. Ah! So all this is to say is I put my jewels through hell on a Monday. But when we got to the top, I, it was one of these things where I think I'm at an age where I question everything I do. And I was like, why did I do this? I'm so sorry, Jimmy. And I kept calling him Jimmy, which I never do. So it must have been like Your I life was. partner? My life partner. I was calling him Jimmy. Okay. I, I think I saw the light. Okay. At that point. So I, I want you to come to American Dream. Well, we'll see. Please? We'll see. I have a birthday coming up. We'll see about that, too. I'm going to be 28. (laughs) Excuse me. Can you not stop? All right. You know what it's time for? Articles, damn it. We have stuff to do. Well, this week, before we head into holiday madness, because Thanksgiving is next week. Can you believe it? And it's still 90 degrees outside. Somewhere Al Gore is eating in a clear going, I told you. Yeah. Well. Whoofta. Anyway. <sighs> we thought we would cleanse the palate a little bit before we start shoving things in our palate and give us a little grab bag episode. Yeah. That is when we find articles that don't have to do with any specific theme. They just caught our eye for one reason or another. So It's just fun. It's just fun. It's just nice. It's like, let's just go let's and grab let's something. Do, let's just do one. Let's just, just throw it aside. Just that throw makes it, just no throw sense it to do. Nothing has to do with anything. Yeah, All right. Let's just do another take. Just don't, like, just don't think about anything. Just like, clear your head. Okay. This one we're going to do again, but we're going to do it with Nia Long and Adina Menzel. Okay. Back to one. That sounds terrible. Horrifying. This is from the Messenger Inquirer, Owen, Owensboro, Kentucky, January 1st, 1981. Dear Abby, I couldn't believe that... La- I c- dear- <laughs> <laughs> and one. Dear Abby, I couldn't believe that letter signed Arky. He said a dental supply salesman told him that the big city morticians made a fortune removing dental gold from the mouths of human remains while preparing them for burial. What a crock! As a licensed mortician in Arkansas, I can assure you that such low-down practices are not tolerated in this 
or any state. If Arky, or anyone else, has proof of such unethical conduct, he need only to report it to the State Board of Embalming. That dental supply salesman must be laughing out loud knowing his ridiculous story, story fooled both Arky and Abby. This is not a dig from a mortician, just the facts. Signed, Duffy, Jonesboro, Arkansas. Duffy? Duffy. Like one of the uh, the uh, orphans. Oh. oh, that too. Yeah. You went MTV, I went Annie. Mm. All right. There's also that singer, Duffy. Oh, I don't know her. Um, Precia. I don't want to be a stepping stone. I don't know. Oh, wow. Anyway. Do so, that again. Dear Duffy. Yep. I bought Arky's story. Shame on me. And now morticians all over the country have come to bury Abby. Not to praise her. Oh. oh. Okay. Okay, I didn't like the answer. Yeah. However, going to dental mortician work. That is very 19, turn of the century, stealing teeth out of dead bodies. Seriously. Like, Did you ever? Steal teeth? It all comes back to you working at the funeral home for me. I know that this is well-worn territory. Why? I don't want to go into some dead person's mouth. I don't even want to go near a dead person. I don't want to go in their mouth. <laughs> I don't want to go in a dead person unless they ask nicely. Unless the hand is nice. Is it soft? Is it, is it cold? There you go. But you're so dental obsessed. Yes, but it doesn't mean I want to remove them. Can I ask you why you're obsessed with teeth? I don't know. My dad was obsessed with it. About clean teeth? Like orderly? Did he come from a bad-toothed family? I don't know. What's the trauma? I don't know. Hmm. I what don't was he obsessed know. with? What did he say to you? No, he just liked... I mean, we all had braces. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So... My brother that. didn't. I don't know how he got out of it. Hmm. But his teeth were kind of straight. Hmm. I just... I don't understand the practice. Like, I understand, like, grave robbing, like, stealing the jewelry and all that stuff. I just don't see that there's a lot of people that have a ton of gold in their mouth to How rob. can people rob graves anymore? Is that still an option? Asking well, for a friend. That... Uh, robbing graves, I don't think so. But I guess, like, the new thing is, like, oh, I'm going to go to the mortician first. But how do you get in there and be like, can I just check your dead bodies really quick? Oh, I'm Why? sure that they have some sort of weird hookup where they can sell bits and pieces. But like, this isn't like, this isn't like Les Mis. Where we're well, that's exactly what I thought of. <laughs> you know, like, a gold piece. I'll take it off him. He won't miss it at all. I don't really right. know what that song is, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Ma you know, you Everybody hated that part of the show. Isn't that Master of the House? It's the Master of the House guy. It's Tenardier, and he's like, Grave Robin. Yeah. Just, he's just taking shit off dead bodies. Right. But I don't remember what the song was while he was doing it. Well, because it you can't understand what they're saying. Oi, governor! Gonna take your thing off! Yeah. You don't want this chain no more. There's a guy who still some bread. Da -da -da. Cha -cha -cha. Uh, just a sidebar speaking of lame is there is a video somewhere of uh, Colm Wilkinson who played the original Valjean and he. I, I have not been able to locate this so far. It's lore in my life sure. that he was like lifting up. There's a scene where he goes down into the sewer and you're supposed to see how like big and tall and strong he is. And he lifts up the heavy, heavy sewer grate to try to get down in it. And it's, you know, they obviously told the actor like, act like it's heavy, you know, really get into it and oh, try to get it up. And he was like muscling it out one night, muscling it and he's pulling it. And then he just let one rip. He would fart it on stage. Yeah. He was like, and this music is playing. He's like, da da, da da. Oh my God. I know. And as a five year old, I just want to say, I mean, was I'm it, here for how it. How is it that audible, though? Was there that? Was there a, there's a microphone on? There's microphones everywhere. On his butt. I would have an ass microphone. I guess I would. You don't know where that sound has to come from. That's true. That's true. That's why he just farted out, bring him home, and, and then he gets a Tony Award. Wow. You did really great. Your ass did a great job tonight. Ass was so good tonight. Would you like a reprise? No, no. No, no I'm good. I'm no, good. No, thanks. I smell good things. No, I'll, I'll be in the green room, but thank you. Yeah, thanks you'll be me. in the brown room. I'll be in the green room. <laughs> All right. Let me give you my articles. Yes. Oh, oh. Here we go. This is for you because it's 
this is a big, another bone of contention for you. This comes from the Ithaca Journal, July 19th, 1965. Settle for a dab! Dear Aunt Landers, as I type this letter, tears are streaming down my cheeks. No, I have not been jilted. It's worse than that. For the fourth time today, the woman whose desk is next to mine has sprayed herself with the world's most sickening perfume. She proudly boasts that she makes the perfume herself by combining three different scents and adding a bit of vanilla extract. What? I'm not the only one who suffers. The woman who sits on the other side of me gets nauseated every time after spraying. Right now, she's green as grass. The thing that burns me up is that the sprayer went to the supervisor three months ago and asked that cigar smoking be prohibited because it made her sick. At this moment, I'm sneezing and my head is beginning to ache. I'm not a troublemaker, Anne, but I think something should be done. What do you suggest? Signed, Victim. Victim. Dear Vic, you could fall. Nope. Dear Vic. You could dramatize your problem by falling on the floor and calling for an oxygen pump the next time the perfume lady sprays. But I'd like to suggest a more practical and realistic approach. Tell the woman you are allergic to her perfume, and if she'd settle for a dab behind her ears and not spray the office, you'd appreciate it. Ayan. Isn't that why some people, look, you can't light a candle in your office? Oh, yes. Yes! Not everybody wants vanilla cherry cedar. Nobody wants that. Nobody, like, whatever your smell is, odds are it's not everybody's smell. If you like vanilla or cupcake or Sweet smells. Then you are in the minority. The sweet smell of ass. It is, yes, you are in the minority. If you like Yankee Candle. You are in the minority. It's a lot. And even their subtle smells are a lot of smell. There is no such thing as a subtle Yankee Candle. Could you imagine working at Yankee Candle? No, I'd, I'd, I'd probably be dead. The I'd, I'd be sneezing constantly. What? Where can I help? <laughs> Welcome to Yankee Candle. <laughs> Where can I help? <laughs> See, I went to thinking of working in the corporate side and you're talking oh. about <laughs> Yankee Candle, can I get you? And of course, like not, you know, washing your hands off in between. We have a new scent out called Green Grass. Green Grass. Green Grass. Green Grass. That's a nightmare. Just like this huge, really irritated, super red nose. Why did you think you'd be working in the corporate office (laughs) of Yankee Candle? I don't know. Or like in the or in the factory part of it. Oh, that's all right. Let's pour the grass in. Okay, boys, start up all the machines. All right, get the cinnamon. (laughs) (laughs) Not too much. Not too much. (laughs) Whoever works at Yankee Candle, like blending the scents. No, no, it's too much cinnamon. No. Too much vanilla. I mean, you'd have to like, you'd have to get like a saline solution every five minutes for your nose. Oh, who is in charge of creating the scents too? Okay, it's Sandy Beach. Okay, well, a Sandy Beach doesn't smell like anything. Yeah. Well, let's pretend it does, okay? Okay, so go and discover. (laughs) And that there's somebody who has to be part of like a focus group. Right. You know? I always like the smell of vanilla on a beach and someone's like, that's not a real thing. It's... That's Kevin. He keeps trying to put vanilla in everything. It's a so cop out for sand. Sand doesn't have a smell. Okay. okay. So right. we've got. Where are we? Well, we're Salt, at sand water. and vanilla. <laughs> so, well, okay. That doesn't make any sense. We'll build from here. What about <laughs> leather? Can we get leather? And I already told you about when Bed Bath and Bot. Like I like Bath and Body Works candles because the sm- I just liked the smell. But then I sort of maxed out on it, and then I burned one in the bedroom. Like a Bath and Body Works candle, which I thought had a subtle smell. Was this not an my anticipation jewel. of sucky fucky time? Oh no, you don't want to. You don't want that to smell like vanilla at all. No, this just—it's my jewels has a natural odor of boy oh. that I am trying to get rid of. Oh, it's sort of that locker room stink. Oh, that sort of natural sort of musk. Is, yes, and he a washes himself. Okay, you don't but have it's to a, sell me on it. I, I, you know, it's the same thing with when he goes to touch something. He leaves like a grease print on almost. I was like, have you been eating bacon? Why is there grease over? Maybe he's working on the car. No. 
Okay. No, he's not. It's a fusion hybrid. He's greasy. So I decided to just burn a candle to make this everything smell a little bit fresher. And whatever that candle was I burned, the the stink of musky sea foam I hung in the air for like three days. So basically this candle invited the other smell in. <laughs> And yes, then, and, then they, and then they made one power spell. <laughs> <laughs> Let's merge. It's a, Let's merge it's a our spice smells. girls of candles. That was also what I said in our vows. Let's merge our smells. So yeah, it's it's strong. It's also how I feel about when people work at Lush. You ever walk by Lush? Yes, from G- a distance. Like that Midler from a distance. From a distance, that lush looks like it smells. It's so strong that if I purchased retail space in a mall and the lush opened up next to me, I'd be like, no, no, no I need to speak to somebody. It, Can that, I? that that soap smell will come right, like it will fucking knock you in your nose. And they have the nerve to hand out like samples of soap. Is that the same company that hands out samples no, of soap? No, no, that's Sabon. Oh, Sabon. But that's who? Still. Nothing to say. <laughs> Sabon! <laughs> Thank you for coming. Lush! 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 Okay, Aaron, can you please cut the soap samples, please? Okay, yes, really- please. <laughs> when you go home, what do you smell like? Oh, I want nothing. I want to smell like nothing. Back in my bartending days, back when they would let people smoke in bars. I guess you'd probably make a lot of coffee because when you're supposed to smell coffee grounds in between smelling stuff. Are you really? To like reset your... What's that about? I've never known that. Well, it's like why you have ginger in between like... Courses to yeah. like cleanse a palate? Yeah. Oh, I never knew that. So when you're smelling like perfumes, then you smell coffee beans. And it neutralizes it? I think so. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm going to walk around with a bag strapped underneath my chin. Well, you and every horse... Give me an article. This is from the Morning Sentinel, Waterville, Maine, December 21st, 1960. Dear Abby, my girlfriend is very jealous. My wife doesn't give me any trouble, but my girl checks every move I make. Just if you're not paying attention, I'm going to read that sentence one more time. Yes, please. Dear Abby, my girlfriend is very jealous. My wife doesn't give me any trouble, (laughs) but my girl checks every move I make. I see why you double Dipped on that because I didn't have a reaction the first time. Same. I feel it now. She calls all over town tracing me and hangs around the hall when we have union meetings. How dare she? I don't know how many people she has has watching me. I would like to get rid of her, but she sticks like flypaper. I am 37 and she is 24 and a hot-tempered, suspicious Latin American, if that helps any. She has threatened to kill me if I look at any woman outside of <laughs> outside of my wife. Outside of my wife. What a what a lady. One more time for those who aren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. She has threatened to kill me if I look at any woman outside of my wife. Mm-hmm. And I think she can do it. Can I get any help from the law? Capital L. Signed, Wants Out. Oh. Dear Wants, the law is pretty busy protecting its law-abiding citizens. You get no sympathy from me. He who feasts excessively on hot tamales should expect to suffer from indigestion. <sighs> oh, that actually is a good last line. I'm not going to lie. No, she's good. She, I, she's good. She she's good. very talented she's girl, good. that Abby. Okay. Oh, so, that was the sound of Patty slowly taking off his glasses. Like which a, means he means business. I cannot believe this. So you are you wrote in to a woman about your problem with your girlfriend although you're married. Yeah. And you're wanting the law to help you because you're married and cheating on your wife with a hot tamale. Hot tamale, which is also when I was a kid I tried to eat those candies and I hurt myself. I'm not a little Irish boy like me is not meant to eat the hot tamale. It is very <laughs> spicy. That's just a sidebar. <laughs> Uh, there is a comic who his wife is Puerto Rican and he makes a joke about the fact that like this is who should be working for the FBI. He's like Puerto Rican girlfriends and wives are the ones that need to be like, where were you on December 3rd, 1983? I know where you were because you were with your wife. <laughs> and he does a whole thing about his name's Chris DiStefano. And it's it's funny, funny, funny. But yeah, of all the people, 
Look, like you, you wrote into a woman about advice to help your, you get out of this predicament with, with your, your other mistress. woman. Right. Yeah. What kind of answer did you think that she was going to You know, here's the thing. I know when my husband has been two-timing me with spicy Latina women, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I just appreciate him telling me where he is every now and then. That's all. <laughs> What a stupid thing. She's threatened to kill me. Okay. Okay. And Abby's basically God like, willing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You put yourself out there. You get what you ask for. You swim with the sharks. You're bound to get bit. You gotta get bit. Bitten. Bitten. <laughs> All right. I have one final article for you. I'm going in. It's actually not the article that Be-eh. I originally planned to do. Oh. But I accidentally closed the other window. And so now this is the article you're going to get, whether you, you like it or not. That window. This one comes from the North Bay Nugget. I can't tell you where it's from because it doesn't say. Okay. July 17th, 1985. North Bay Nugget, everybody, Nugget. North Bay Nugget. The title of this is North Terrible Fear. Okay. Dear Ann Landers, I'll be brief. And okay. then if you look at this, she's not brief. <laughs> I know you have thousands of letters. I'm just going to take a little bit of your time. Uh, I'll have 17 minutes, please. Dear Ann Landers, I'll be brief. I know you have thousands of letters that need your attention. What are the chances for a marriage when the husband tells his wife that he has sexual preference problems? He says he wants to stay married, but is not sure he can remain faithful. I love this man and confess I did not have the faintest notion that he was gay. Am I fooling myself when I say I believe we can have a solid marriage? Our sex life is good. What? So is it. So is it with Peter. Uh, We want children. I have a terrible fear. It's only a matter of time before he leaves me and becomes part of the gay community. Please help me. It's always sad. I am struggling in Des Moines. Well. Dear DM. Some women are able to remain happily married to husbands who have an eye for males. Others are not. I have no way of knowing your threshold of tolerance. Of one thing, I can be sure. Married bisexuals, when presented with a choice, invariably go for members of their own sex. Furthermore, when the proclivity is present, they can be expected to wander off occasionally. This decision must be yours. I wish you luck. Anne! She's like, I am not touching this. <laughs> well, I'm going to wish you good luck, sweetheart. Well, I'm just going to put this out right now. Something tells me that Kevin would rather have Steve. Of course he would. I've used the name Kevin a lot in this episode. That's fine. But you know how you get the names? It's like, I wanted to get off of Carl. Didn't we all? <laughs> I got off of Carl. I use that name a lot, so I figured I'd, I'd shine some light on Kevin, who, ironically, is an ex-boyfriend of mine. Huh. Yeah, okay. I was like, eh. Solid so we've name. gotten off of Carl and on to Kevin. Okay, we're on to Kevin. Okay. Is he gay? Do you think truly people can be truly bi and stay mm-hmm. bi? I think so. <laughs> I give every whatever anybody wants to you do. You said yes. that with the weight of somebody who could potentially be canceled in five years after well, we get scheduled. It's just not unless she's into it. Otherwise, you are having this woman who had all these hopes and dreams of what her life was going to look like. Mm-hmm. Now she's going to settle because she does love you. However, she's not getting what she wanted. This is the Amazon of life. <laughs> the Amazon husband. <laughs> the Amazon delivery. I ordered this husband on Amazon. You know what? It's my own fault. I went for the one that was prime overnight. And this is what I got. I was looking for a husband who liked me, was going to possibly have children with me. What I got was he's a little sexually confused. And maybe on Tuesday, he's going to leave me for David. Yeah. I don't know. It's like getting slightly irregular shirt. Right. Yeah. Right. Like one sleeve longer than the other. It's a Gordon Gartrell. I'll still keep it because you never know. Right. But I put it back in my closet. Right. And it's like, this is, you know, when you always see like the... Um, uh, when the guy comes out and the woman is pissed, it's like, yeah, she's pissed. It's like she's wasted her time. Yeah. Oh and God. I understand please. that, but I also understand his perspective too, because you're you're thinking that you can control this. This is something you can overcome. 
this is just a test and, you know, everybody kind of goes through this. Uh-uh. But again, that is what you're, then you find that equivalent, you find that girl equivalent that is also doing the same thing. Not some girl who's like, nope, I only go through a direct slide. I have, uh, <laughs> this is what I wear every day. You know, clearly if she's not like into like, yeah, why don't you bring... Why don't you bring flexy. Steve on over and I'll blow the both of you. Oh, wow. And then I'll watch you blow each other and I'll just drink <laughs> all this wine by myself. <laughs> Doesn't anyone want to taste my vagina? Anybody? Susan, your vagina doesn't taste like anything. <laughs> now leave me over here with Steve. We're having a wonderful time playing hide the sausage. <laughs> Unfortunately, they asked me to leave. <laughs> so they're hiding it with each other. I'm not supposed to find it nor taste it. It's that Sex of the City episode, isn't it? Like when there's a threesome, but they all start making out with each other instead. You mean when Charlotte gets pushed out? Oh, though there's been a couple threesome episodes. Samantha, when the two gay guys want to have sex with Samantha. Yeah. And then they start going down on her. And then they go out for gelato instead. Yeah. I think so. so. I, I was thinking about the threesome with Charlotte in the coat room. At the party. The fact that I can say this, that that I know these things, she's with a guy and he clearly wants to make it a threesome and they pick out a gal at a party and then they go to the coat room and then the two of them start making out and Charlotte gets pushed off the bed. Seems very right. But there's also the one where Samantha and what's his name? Uh, 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 Oh, Richard. Richard. Invite the blonde in. Right. And then they kick her out of the bed. Threesomes in the show, yeah, and then there's the, the one where Che Diaz sucks, and we bring her back for a whole other right. season. You guys, it's being filmed in New York City right now. Hey, it's Che Diaz. Shut up! <laughs> well, I will say that's when the internet got really good because I kept putting it in stuff. I was driving through the city the other day, like I do when I'm, you know, on a homicidal rage. And she gets in your car. Hey, it's Che Diaz. Ah! How'd you get in here? We didn't even stop at the red light. I'm just gonna get up here. On you guys, Che Diaz is in the back of my CRV. Help! <laughs> I drove down 22nd Street, so they're filming it in all locations all over the city. And I, I noticed, I was like, "Oh God, there's like no parking. What's going on? Oh, what are all of these? Oh, they're filming something." And then I see Cynthia Nixon in red hair walking down the steps, and I was like, "Oh no, it's all happening! It's all happening again!" Like, I wanted to scream out the window as I drove down. Like, stop this! Only you can stop it, Cynthia! We didn't actually want this! We hate watch this into a second season! But they didn't hear me. I just screamed inside. Uh, just like a funny, sex-filled show is no longer funny nor sex-filled. Oh, neither. And it's pandering. It's a pander. The worst animal in the animal kingdom is the pander. You, I don't, I still don't understand how you're doing the show without Kim Cattrall. It's like she was like the, it's like you, there's, if you're trying to make a pie and you, if you're making an apple pie and you don't put apples in it, then what the fuck do you have? Why bother? Mess. Yes, you have a mess. You have a doughy, disgusting. What are you, a cinnamon pie? Who cinnamon the fuck wants and cinnamon sugar. Pie? Yes. And that's it. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Well, my theory, and I said this to Patty off the air, is that they're going to start with Kim Cattrall's funeral. They're going to have, it's going to be Samantha's funeral. Which, again, why not start with another funeral after they did that in the last one? Oh, for God's sake. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be great if they brought back Big's ghost? No, they can't because he's canceled. Oh, fully. That's right. He's he's on an island somewhere with Kevin Spacey. Well, not anymore because Kevin Spacey won his. Oh, that's right. Against Anthony Rapp. What life are we living? I don't know. I'm exhausted by this whole thing we call show. Canceled. The best people are no, not all the best people are canceled. <laughs> is what I was gonna. People are canceled. Oh my god! The best people are canceled or dead. Oh okay. What do you say? Is it time for Instagram maps? All right. It's time for Instagram mail. Instagram mail. We're reading some stuff and we're looking at you. Oh, I just found my original article. There it is. It's Che I'm back for another season. You hate watch me into existence. What are you doing in my vagina? Get in there, you pesky little rascal, you. 
All right, it's time for Instagram mail. You can send us your advice questions at DearPodOfficial on Instagram. Slide into the DMs or email us, DearPodOfficial at gmail.com, and we will answer when we're completely unqualified to do so. So let's give it a crack. Crack! What do you say, Patty? Sure, take a shoot. Um, Dear Pod, I'm about three months into dating a guy, and I really like him. But lately I've been noticing a not-too-cute trait of his developing. He's a know-it-all. It's making it hard to enjoy things with him. Every time I say I like something, he tries to poke holes in it. The other day, I ordered red wine, and he spent 10 minutes telling me how most red wine is poorly harvested and most likely has pieces of rat in it. I just wanted to enjoy my wine. Before this started to happen, I was really liking him. I don't know. I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. How do I tell him this is annoying without hurting his feelings or damaging the relationship? Signed, enough already. I hate people like this. Dear enough. Like my mother often said to my sister, nobody likes a know-it-all. And unfortunately, my sister is blood, so we couldn't exactly get rid of her, although we could send her away to boarding school. This nasty know-it-all habit needs to be nipped in the bud ASAP. Otherwise, wine will turn into books, books to work out, workouts, workouts to money, money to politics, and then you'll be standing above his mutilated body with a pair of kitchen shears wondering how it got this far and if blood will come out of the white grout in the kitchen tile floor. Don't worry about his feelings. Worry about jail time. It's in your best interest to clue him in that this little tick of his won't end well. Ugh. Know-it-alls. Can't, I just... There was actually something that somebody posted on. There's a there's an Instagram page called Tanks Good News. And I actually like that because it's like he's taking the one thing a day that's positive mm-hmm. and showing it to you because we don't have that anymore. We no. hate watch everything. We hate everybody. Everybody's angry. Everybody wants to punch everyone in the throat. It's an angry world. Except for this little page that has millions of followers. <laughs> Tanks Good News. And there was a girl that was basically saying, she was like, I was just in a conversation with a friend and she was telling me that she liked something and then I told her one bad fact about it and then we left and she says her boyfriend was like, why did you do that? Why? It's something that she liked. Like, why did you have to find the one thing that that would poke a hole, like that would burst the bubble, you know? Yeah. And people, there's just people that want to do that. And I feel like it's worse than ever. Everybody wants to have the insider scoop so much on something that you yeah. will shit on everything that people love. For example, you can go to a Broadway show and be like, oh my God, I love that. Yeah. Well, it's closing on Tuesday. Okay. Oh, okay, good. Great, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Good. Thanks. Thanks You're for that. You're the only one because it's closing. For me, it's always like an, something ingestible, you know? It's like, oh God, I love Quest bars. And then somebody's like, you know, those are made in a lab and enslaved over by 5,000 children from Hong Kong every day. And I'd be like, oh, please, no, stop. So I value their work ethic. I know. I'm endorsing this. I am a, I, you know how some people are like farm to table? I'm like food lab to bodega. That's should, how I eat. <laughs> maybe we should just start quoting shania twain and just be like that don't impress me much and then walk away in some leopard print head to toe towel robe whatever absolutely that probably will make you sneeze with a sassy ponytail yeah (laughs) so what what else that don't impress me much here's what Anne has to say to enough already enough enough dear enough the ironic thing about know-it-alls is that they don't know they're assholes thus proving they don't indeed know it all I can't imagine what it would be like to date someone who was constantly telling you they know more than you do. Jules, don't pick at that. You'll get an infection. (laughs) Know-it-alls should know this behavior leads to a very lonely life. I, for one, would head for the hills the second they tried to tell me some facts about booze. Don't ruin my good time, mister. But if you want to make it work, there are ways. Number one, choose your battles. This can be tiring, as it often leads to having to know more than him on any given topic which means you'll need to read, and no one wants to do that. Number two, use humor as a deflection. This is my favorite, as I am quite good at it. Using jokes as a jousting weapon to knock him off his high horse. Nothing cuts people down to size faster than a good zinger. Ask Don Rickles. I guess you'll have to defrost him first. Number three, agree to disagree. The know-it-alls hate this, as more often than not, they're aching for debate. Do you know there's probably rat parts in your red wine? Oh, I know. It adds to the flavor. Then slip a straw in your wine and take a big slug. Or number four, 
my least favorite. Be honest. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> Stop being a dick and try to pop my balloon every five seconds. Odds are he's unaware he's doing it. It's like a tick or a reflex. Some muscle memory they developed early in life because their mom didn't hug him enough or some crap. Calling it to his attention may be an eye-opener for him. Unless he's a sociopath. <laughs> Good luck, you dodging and weaving son of a bitch. And happy knowing. Ayan! You really have to counteract that. What? Like the, you know, like I, there's some guy at work. I was like, I, I went to the gym and I came home. Uh-uh. Or I came to work and I started to drink a protein shake. And this guy's like, you know, y- you know. Nope, it, only, it starts it only, with you know. It only works uh, within the first half hour of working out. I'm like, well, that's actually not true. So, okay, but great. Well, I'm just going to drink it anyway. Whatever the fuck. Like, Why did they do that? I don't I don't ask people's advice for the most part. I just don't because I really don't care for it. No, but it's also the equivalent of being the first person to post about somebody's death. Betty White died. You know, you want to be the first one to the punch. You want to be the first one to tell them something. And also, what good does that do you at this point as you're like mid-drink? You're, no, it doesn't. What am I going to do? Can you imagine if, if somebody tells you that and you're just like, oh my God, and you put it down? And you run away? Well, I'm also looking at the person that's telling me this. I'm like, clearly, you haven't been to the gym in a while. So why don't you fuck off? More often than not, the people who are not in shape like to tell in shape people how they should get in shape. Oh, that's not, that's, you shouldn't be doing that. Tell yep. me why. Well, you're not doing it. You should be doing I'm like, there's a reason why my headphones are on and I'm not looking at you. And I have a hat on as if I'm in the witness protection program. <laughs> I'm basically working out like Carmen Sandiego. I've got a trench coat. I've got a wide brim hat. And a fedora. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. I'm sweating underneath this coat. I work out like I always have an entourage around me. Oh, nice. I would be awesome. Because apparently Sarah Jessica Parker travels with like four guys surrounding her at all times. Well, so she's she, so like, small. That would make sense. Yeah, exactly. I could tackle her, you know. Well, sure, sure. I could. Do you think I could? You I just think said people that. would mob her. Oh, yeah. Totally. So she has to have an entourage that's literally creating a, a like a barricade around her just to move around. That's weird. It is that'd weird. Be, that'd be a weird way to live. See, I that's why I chose not to be famous. But then I'd take my money and buy an <laughs> island, and then I would say, you can surround me with as many people as you want. See, I, I choose be- not to be famous. <laughs> you know what? There's our T-shirt. Dear Pod, we choose not to be famous. Right. I hate Randy Newman. Could you imagine seeing him in concert? No. Paying money. Be like, oh my God, you guys, who wants to come see Randy Newman with me? 200 bucks a ticket. It's like listening to like a really long commercial. (laughs) It's so that I can sit there for two hours while he speaks things things at me, like narrates it. I'm going on the stage and I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to cash these checks from Pixar. Yeah. Oh, terrible. You got a friend in me. Oh, I don't you know want what? you. It's almost like you encouraged this, Disney Pixar. <laughs> we all would have been happy to let him go and float off into the stratosphere, but for some reason, Pixar was like, you know who should do this music for this? Randy Newman. He's available. He's cheap. You know what? No. Isn't Don Henley available? I don't want that either. Okay. What about Rick Astley? Is Rick I'm never gonna he... give you up. Okay. Never gonna let you down. All right. I want you to give up. <laughs> I want you to give up, Rick Astley. The whole world was asking for that. Never gonna give, never gonna give, never gonna give. Give you up. <laughs> never gonna give, never gonna you just listen to it on two times faster. <laughs> All righty, are you ready? I believe. Oh, oh no, God! I smell this. Do you smell? Well, I'm very smell? intrigued by this one because I had to craft it, so I can't promise you that it's not poisoned. Well, then it's, it's, it's time, time for 
a specialty cocktail, a specialty, specialty drink. drink. I'm, I'm Randy Newman, and I'm talking about cocktail. the things that I'm doing I'm while I'm doing. I'm your best friend. I slept with your sister. I wake up in the morning and I, I take a dump, mother. and then I call I my daughter. She lives in Santa Fe, then I check in and I go out to get the mail, and then I go to sleep. Once I cash all the checks from Thank you, Disney. Thank you, Disney. <laughs> and thank you, James Jules Ferris, for this week's specialty cocktail, which is Autumn in New England. Autumn in New England. If you're, looking your for, uh-huh, if you're looking for James Jules Ferris, he's in the backyard raking leaves and dumping them over the fence onto the next-door neighbor's property, which is true yeah. and sad. For this, you will need two to four sage leaves, plus small sage sprig for garnishing. A quarter ounce of maple syrup, two ounces bourbon, one ounce apple cider, and one quarter ounce cider vinegar. That is right, it's got a little bit of vinegar in it, a little bit of bite. For this, you will have to add sage leaves and syrup to base of cocktail shaker and muddle until fragrant, about 30 seconds. Then you add bourbon, apple cider, and vinegar, and fill shaker with ice and shake the mixture until just combined and chilled about five seconds. Then you double strain cocktail into a chilled old-fashioned glass half filled with ice or containing a single large ice cube and then you garnish with the sage sprig. Now here are his tasting notes. It's autumn in New York and everyone is singing about it. Leaves are falling. Sweaters are coming out, in theory. And what is that I hear in the distance but the disgusting sound of people coughing, sneezing, and snotting due to seasonal allergies. I won't let the bacterial-inducing sound effects get me down. Because of all seasons, fall is the perfect excuse for pouring a bourbon cocktail into a glass. This week, we are giving you classic harvest ingredients. Sage, apple, and maple. So mix up a batch of these and get your frozen turkey out of the freezer, because it's going to take a week for that bird to thaw. Holidays are upon us, and you need a cocktail in your hand at all times to cope and enjoy, or to just cope. Cheers to you. Pinky Cheers Lee. to me, Pinky Lee. Here we go. Oof. What? Oh, <laughs> that just you know went what? Down. <laughs> you drink. You drink with your nose first. They say. You know what? Okay. Okay. Go in. I know that the cider vinegar is throwing you. <laughs> but even I'm okay. It's the cider vinegar. Look, uh, oh full God. disclosure, I had to mix the drink this week, so it's very possible I may have read things oh wrong. God. Oh, wait, I think I put an ounce of cider vinegar. Oh, my God. I just, I just no, I tasted half. Like, a, like, a, like a toddler eats a lemon for the first time. <laughs> this is not... Oh my God, this drink's turning me into my mother. I don't. It's turning me into moth. Ready? Oh, okay. So anyway. Mm, mm. I don't. I need some Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> this is quite the thing. I don't want another sip of that. You don't have to take another sip of that. You that don't have to do anything you don't want. I don't to have do. to take my clothes off to have a good time. You do. You do. You probably that's, should. That's probably true. That is, tell that to the good folks at Splash. <laughs> Sad. R.I.P. Uh, Splash. R.I.P. Tag. <laughs> R.I.P. Tag. We're losing so many gay icons, uh, aren't universal we? Universal gear. Oh. oh, I know. Tight, tight undies. That's so sad. This is, um. so it's it's the cider. I'm not a big cider fan. I'm not an Same. apple cider drinker. I'm not a hard cider drinker at all. I hate hard cider. Ever since I lived in England, I had a room temperature cider called Scrumpies, and it tastes exactly like how it's named. Like Dumpies. Yes, it's Dumpies. I became Dumpy Scrumpy. Scrumpy Dumpy. Scrumpy Dumpy Dumpy Doo! (laughs) This is um, tangy. It's got the kick of cider that is a little bit um, uh, nose forward. I get to say that because I've been watching the Drink Masters competition on Netflix. Which I don't. No. You don't have to. You no. don't have to. Just, and the sage. It burnt my eyes. It's all very. Um, if if you liquefied your turkey. I don't like fall flavors. Like no, I don't like it. I'm not a big apple person. I'm not a big maple person. I'm not a big bourbon person. So all these <laughs> things together are a nightmare. They're literally the opposite of everything I like. Like I like a berry. I like a blue or a blackberry, strawberry. Sure. Yeah. I like a vodka or a gin. 
uh, when it comes to spices, I like basil. But, you know, okay, we've honored Thanksgiving before it's ever happened. This is Thanksgiving right. in a glass. I see. I barely like Thanksgiving, period. So I know. I, it's a lot of carbs. It's just a lot of... I just Brown glorif- foods. It's just a lot of glorifying, you know, eating. Yeah. Yeah, which is not our jam. Body dysmorphic people, that is the worst day of the year for all of us. We just kind of go, we I drink. I don't understand. Like, it's just like... A lot of dense food on one plate. Dense. And whoever, like, congratulations, whoever makes that salad. No one's ever going to fucking eat it. Oh, we don't try anymore. Everyone makes a salad. It sits there, sad, waiting for someone to ask it to dance, and no one does. <sighs> Maybe this year. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe this, this time. time. <laughs> <laughs> someone will eat me. Maybe this time. Meanwhile. They'll, ow, ow, it hurts, ow. <laughs> Meanwhile, mashed potatoes like you stupid. Wait, all the foods at the Thanksgiving party. The stuffing's like, <laughs> look at her. You seen you th- her dressing? You think you're gonna win above me? I don't. It's Den- it's basically Denise Richards and Drop Dead Gorgeous. Like, oh, I'm gonna win. Sorry, everybody. And she and the salad is Kristen. What's her name Dunst. with the snaggle tooth? Yeah, <laughs> Tristan Durst. Durst. Dunst. Kristen Dunst. Dunst. Fred, Fred Durst. Durst. <laughs> Kristen Very Dunst. different Dursty Dunst. Yes. If Kristen Dunst married Fred Durst, she then she'd be Kristen Dunst Durst, or just Kristen Dirts. You got Dirts. <laughs> you got a hyphenate. Dunsters. Dunsters. Dunster Durst. diver. Dumpster diver. Dumpster. That's her mouth. Yeah. All right, I think we're <laughs> done here. We've hit the end. This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.